0: Welcome to today's episode. Today we'll be talking about how to deal with fear, anxiety and worry. When I was in year 11 moving up to year 12 before I came a Christian, I had developed anxiety, depression and PTSD from a really intense bullying situation that got completely out of control. And I'm not going to talk about those details, but it definitely left me struggling to live out my day-to-day life without being completely scared or panicking or depressed or even worried. So I'm not going to say that I'm completely healed now because I'm not, and although I don't get panic attacks anymore, I think the last panic attack that I had was probably when I was getting into the helicopter on my wedding. I was a little bit scared of of doing that and scared of heights, but that panic attack lasted about five minutes, but I think my last full-on genuine panic attack probably happened about six years ago. But however, I can still feel the tendency to become worried or overthink or feel fear, So today I'm not really giving advice or talking about this issue from a place of I'm free from it and you will be too after you listen to my advice. No, I'm not coming from that place. I'm more coming from a place of I've been through this and it's difficult and I'm still trying to fight it off every now and then. But if we do some of these really helpful things that have helped me in the past, maybe we all together can take some more steps towards victory. With my journey to overcome all of these issues, I was in high school, so At the time, I regularly saw my high school counselor and I also went through something called CBT, which is called cognitive behavior therapy. And I like to talk, if you haven't noticed. (laughs) So talking to my counselor really helped me sort some things out, but I also really found CBT to be extremely helpful. I remember just doing one session of CBT and not feeling anxiety for about three months, but that was just after one. CBT is something that I would definitely recommend to do on a regular basis. To my understanding, if you don't know what CBT is, it's, I think it's like a restructuring of your thought patterns, um, and I was very negative, and I would always think the worst, so I would always be anxious because of my thoughts and this was a very helpful way for me to calm down and to think in a different way so that I won't be anxious and it really helped me to think positively. I've never been on any kind of medication for anxiety because I was recommended CBT as my natural first step and it was useful for me. So I have no experience with having anxiety medication. However, I will say right off the bat that I don't think taking medication is any kind of rejecting God's power. I definitely believe that medication is a great provision of his grace and sometimes medication is just needed. But however, I am not for jumping straight into taking medication to treat anxiety without looking at other ways first. But so that's my stance. but I would say don't be afraid to see a doctor or a counselor and talk about what treatments you can take just as if you were if you had physically hurt yourself. So don't feel condemned or judged for wanting to take medication because I think it's completely fine, but to each their own. When I was struggling with anxiety, a lot of the times I would just be told, oh, it's just in your head, so just stop thinking those thoughts. And um, if anyone else is dealing with anxiety, then you'd know that it's not that easy. It's not just, you can't just flick a switch and it's gone. When you start feeling anxious, uh, your whole body can sometimes just go into overdrive and you struggle to get it back under control. I remember when I would start having a panic attack, my throat would close up, I would become very tunnel visioned and I wouldn't be able to see any other alternative other than what I'm doing or I'm thinking in that moment. My legs would feel really light and I'd feel like I'm about to fall over or collapse. My heart would race like it's about to explode. And all I would want to do is just curl up into a little ball and just stay like that until I passed out from feeling so anxious. These days it isn't that bad, but still I think when I become overwhelmed, I get very tunnel visioned. But these days, I think I am able to bring myself out of it, and if I can't bring myself out of it, then my husband does a really good job of trying to help me come out of it. But back then, I remember it was such a huge struggle for me, and I used to think that my only escape was to just go to sleep. Like Whenever I felt anxious, I would just think that the only way to not feel this is if I'm unconscious, which is not really the right answer either. Um, but the tight anxious feeling that I used to feel that would just wrap around my heart and my lungs would always linger, which is why I would feel that sleep is the only escape. Basically, my whole body was in a state of fight or flight for an entire year or a little bit more, which is why I actually think that I don't think I can have caffeine anymore. I think my whole body was just so pumped full of adrenaline for so long that now when I have caffeine or coffee or whatever, I just go into straight fight or flight mode. So I don't really have a lot of coffee. And when I do, it's usually something like a mocha or something that's really diluted the caffeine. So if if you have anxiety and you have coffee, maybe try decaf. Um, but that's just my opinion. I could be wrong. Maybe it doesn't have any kind of effect, but that's just, that's what's worked for me. And that's what I've chosen to cut out as well. Anyway, (laughs) I'm not sure if even that relates to what I'm saying, but so for those who find themselves in that place right now, or even just recognizing that they worry or have fear more than they ought to, or constantly overthink like I do sometimes, here are some ways that can help you deal with anxiety and stress. So number one, cope properly. (laughs) Um, A lot of people who struggle with stress and anxiety, myself included at time to time, develop their own way of coping sometimes. And some people might binge eat on snacks or junk food, or they might drink to take the edge off or stay on the couch for hours and hours. And although these things might feel good or relaxing, they're not really healthy ways of dealing with stress and anxiety. And I think deep down we all know this. It can even make recovery worse sometimes, and therefore you're just stuck in this endless cycle of stress and self-medication and escapism. In the letter to the Corinthians, Paul says that our body is a living temple, one that has been bought at a great price, and therefore we should try to honor God with our bodies. So taking care of yourself is technically a way to glorify God. A lot of times, stress and anxiety is linked to our physical health, and that is also therefore connected to your mental health. So for example, what I mean by this is if we're stuck at a job that stresses us out, We're not going to feel motivated to go to the gym before or after our shift, so we just tell ourselves, I'm just going to go home and relax, which usually means just sit on the couch, lie down, or eat food that makes me happy. I have definitely done this, and I gained a lot of weight, (laughs) and I'm still trying to fight some of it off. But you probably have read somewhere also that regular exercise has been shown to reduce symptoms of anxiety and depression. And it's true. However, in the earlier example, perhaps you need to find a job that can either give you part-time hours or maybe find a full-time job that energizes you and you actually enjoy it. It's not just something that just pays the bills. So Therefore, you won't see exercise as a burden and then you can also contribute even more to reducing your stress and anxiety by properly looking after your body and exercising. One story from the Bible that comes to mind when I think of this is 1 Kings chapter 19. The prophet Elijah was so overwhelmed by his circumstances that he just wanted to die and God didn't give him a pep talk or he didn't make him feel bad for feeling this way. He he instead just gave Elijah some food and told him to go to sleep and he told him to do that twice. So sometimes the most spiritual thing that we can do is just take a nap. Number two, be intentional with what goes into your mind. I struggle being intentional with this step every now and then. But when I do this, I notice a huge difference. In Philippians chapter four, verse eight, it says, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there is any moral excellence, if there is anything praiseworthy, dwell on these things. We need to think about what we're thinking about just because we think or feel something doesn't necessarily make it true. We need to test the thoughts that are coming to our mind. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4-5 to five say, We demolish arguments and every proud thing that is raised up against the knowledge of God, and we take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. When we stay thinking the same thought over and over, no matter what thought that is, it's basically meditation. So we need to practice swapping meditating on the bad and meditating on the good. This can look like having an encouraging Bible verse taped to our mirror or on a wall in your bedroom and just reading it and thinking about it throughout the day or whenever you feel anxious or stressful, whenever any of that comes to mind. In particular, my favorite verses to read when I feel this way is Psalm 23, Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 to 6, and Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 to 7. I do also want to say in this part that not all anxiety is the same. For example, say you have social anxiety and you have an unreasonable fear of being in public social situations. You might believe that people are looking at you critically or judgmentally. You might feel worried that you're doing something wrong or you're making some kind of social mistake. I've definitely been there and I've felt that way before and I can still feel that way sometimes. I can definitely feel self-conscious about how I'm presenting myself to others and this is because I'm a little bit of a perfectionist However, one thing that's helpful to remember is that no one is perfect. Only Jesus is perfect. A lot of our culture today tries to make us believe that perfection can be gained by looking a certain way or owning a particular thing or having a certain group of friends. And if you don't have these things, then you're just not accepted. However, none of these things actually matter to God because God looks at the heart. If we're forgiving, loving, and merciful towards others, then we'll experience the same happen to us. Sometimes we just need to learn to accept ourselves the way that God has made us and to look for validation and forgiveness from him. This way we'll be more comfortable in our own skin and we won't be so anxious and worried all the time. So yeah, ultimately, just take the time to fill your mind with the right things and just love yourself. Number three, cultivate your faith. This is one thing I didn't do back then because I wasn't a Christian. However, when I became a Christian in March of year 12, I started to cultivate my faith more and it just fast-tracked overcoming my anxiety and my stress. I definitely believe that as human beings, we're also spiritual beings, which means that there is a possibility of something more going on than meets the eye. God wants us to have a flourishing life and the enemy, Satan, the devil, doesn't want us to have a good life. Whenever I was overwhelmed or fearful, I noticed how much easier it was for the enemy to drop random negative thoughts into my mind, and it would just make the whole situation worse. Initially, I believed that I came up with these thoughts all on my own, but now that I'm a Christian, I learned that, in fact, the enemy is doing this. He'll try to tell you lies about your self-worth, your past, your identity, your future, and all that stuff. I learned that it's important to have a firm foundation of truth in all of those areas so that it wasn't so easy to be knocked down whenever those bad thoughts came my way. Double points if you recognize where those lies are coming from. (laughs) And as a new Christian, I was taught the power of prayer. I saw the Bible as an amazing gift of encouragement and wisdom. And I also gained a supportive Christian community who was able to help me tell the difference between what were the lies that I was tempted to believe in and they were able to remind me of who I really was in Christ. However, just know that Christians aren't immune to feeling anxious or fearful or worrying. Sure, being a Christian definitely helped me, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm completely fixed. And if you are a Christian and you're experiencing these same feelings, I just want you to know that most anxiety problems aren't always completely spiritual by nature. Just because you feel this way doesn't mean that your faith and trust in God isn't enough. That's definitely not true. Telling someone to just trust God more is like telling someone who has a broken leg to have faith and that their leg will just spontaneously be healed and you'll be fine. So just know that anxiety and fear will try to challenge the idea that God isn't loving, and he isn't a loving father, and he can't be trusted, and he doesn't care about us, and he isn't in control of these things, where in reality, he is all those things. He does love us. He is in control, and he can be trusted. It might not get better in a week or a month or three months, but you'll be on the right track, and in this dark time of anxiety, just remember to cling to God. He is definitely greater than our circumstances. It will feel easy and natural to just think about our problems and have it on a constant loop and try to think of a way out of it for ourselves. But if we keep our eyes focused on him and less on ourselves, it will definitely, definitely feel easier in the long run. I sincerely hope you enjoyed today's episode. Although I haven't fully mastered this yet, It is definitely an area in my life I feel passionate about and I want people to also overcome. So if you would like to know more about dealing with anxiety, I would definitely recommend books by Neil C. Anderson. Um, They have personally been a huge help for me and some of the articles from the fear and anxiety section on John Piper's Desiring God website. Definitely check those out. Anyway, I hope you have a super fun and joyful and calm, peaceful week and I look forward to next week's episode. See you Monday. Bye.